Hi, I'm Helene Gale, President and CEO of the Chicago Community Trust. Welcome to our latest episode of our podcast, Trust Talks. Chicago businesses drive economic empowerment, providing 58% of all jobs in the city and 70% of the jobs in disinvested neighborhoods. Supporting the growth and success of small businesses owned by people of color is a core component of the trust strategy to grow household wealth in pursuit of closing the racial and ethnic wealth gap. Research on Chicago's small business landscape revealed entrepreneurs of color need improved business service delivery, enhanced service options, coordination among business service providers, and expanded access to business networks and capital. In 2019, the trust joined with several local foundations and donor-advised funds to create the Fund for Equitable Business Growth, formerly known as the Chicago Area Businesses of Color Partnership Fund. The Fund for Equitable Business Growth funds partnerships between business support organizations to provide tools and resources for small businesses of color, such as creating new business models, cultivating growth in new markets, expanding business education, and developing businesses at the hyper-local level. Learn more about the Fund for Equitable Business Growth in this episode of Trust Talks. Hi, everyone. My name is Chandra Richardson, and I am with the Chicago Community Trust. I serve in the Growing Household Wealth Team, and I have been a project manager of the Fund for Equitable Business Growth for the past year and a half. And today's discussion is really going to be around a very cool and innovative effort, collaborative effort that we um, are privileged to um, be a part of here at the Trust with our friends called the Fund for Equitable Business Growth. I'm really proud to say that today we are joined um, on this uh, podcast with a few of our partners. And so now I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves. Thanks, Chandra. Uh, My name is Mambu Sherman uh, with J.P. Morgan Chase. I am a VP of Global Philanthropy with our foundation. Glad to be here. Thanks. We're so glad to have you. And then I'm going to actually ask you, Ia, to introduce yourself and your organization. Thanks so much for joining us. Sure, Chandra. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, As she mentioned, uh, my name is Ia Lewis, and I serve as the Contractor Development Coordinator for Elevate. Constance, can you tell us a little bit about who you are, what your business is, and how you're connected to the Fund for Equitable Business Growth? First of all, uh, thank you all for having me, number one. Um, So my name is Constance Sims Kincaid. I am the owner-operator of Five Loaves Eatery located at 405 East 75th Street in the Chatham area. Um, And we have been there now for going on roughly about 15, 16 years. So today's discussion, you know, I really just kind of wanted to take a step back or we wanted to take a step back and talk to our stakeholders out there that are part of this fund. And first of all, just find out what is this fund really about, right? I'd like to start out with you, Ia, today from Elevate Energy and just ask you, you know, how has the Fund for Equitable Business Growth enabled Elevate Energy to improve or expand its offerings to entrepreneurs of color? Thank you for asking. That's a great question. Uh, the Fund has assisted Elevate in providing some much-needed services to our small, local, diverse entrepreneurs, in this case, contractors, um, that could not have afforded the services that they received. 
Um, it's helped us to give our businesses a much needed infrastructure base uh, so that when funding or project opportunities come along, they're able to take advantage of them. Uh, and by offering our businesses uh, tools such as accounting tools to set up and clean up their books and create those financial statements that are needed, uh, project management tools to successfully track uh, their project expenses and progress, and money management systems uh, that create a method of tracking every single dollar and appropriating it uh, as necessary to their accounts. Uh, so being able to offer our contractors these tools puts them in a position to take advantage of some of the opportunities that are coming along uh, these days. Thank you so much. That's really excellent. You know, you just hear so much richness there, right? And really, we've been able to uh, take this experience and look at it as there's this just rich marketplace that's unfolding every day for entrepreneurs of color. And that marketplace is only possible because of the work that you all are doing, uh, IA at Elevate Energy, and so many of our partners. But really, it's also possible because of the belief coming from funders and investors who really looked at this idea and brought their talents and expertise and really their resources. So having said that, JP Morgan and Chase has been and really an early seed investor in the fund. And so I'd like to ask you, Mambu, to really share with us, why is this an important component of the bank's giving? That's a great question, Chandra. Now, our support for the Fund for Equitable Business Growth is really about the potential and, and value small businesses and entrepreneurs offer, not just the local neighborhoods that they're in, but the broader Chicago ecosystem, whether that's generating jobs, increasing financial stability for small business owners or improving commercial activity in local neighborhoods. You know, we, we, we don't often talk about the ecosystem when we talk about this small business work. Uh, quick anecdote, when, when, when you see one fish wash up on the shore, you may ask what happened to that fish. When you see a significant number of fish wash up on that shore, we have to ask ourselves what's going on in the sea, what's going on in that environment, in, in that ecosystem. And that's what this partnership with the Fund for Equitable Business Growth is about, identifying solutions that not only help local business support organizations, but that takes a broader look at the solutions across the ecosystem and how we can think about plugging those gaps and strengthening uh, small businesses and the organizations that serve them. Thank you for uh, illustrating that for us, Mambu. On that thread, Ia, partnership is just really central and key. Can you talk to us today about what partnership means to Elevate Energy, what that has meant in the context of the fund, and um, what are some highlights, actually, from you know the partnerships that you've been able to develop? Sure. Thanks for asking. Um, our partnerships include one with uh, Business Services Collective, and uh, sustainable options for urban living. And our project is affectionately termed as light bulb, uh, as the light bulb goes off. And through our collaborative efforts, uh, Business Services Collective has helped our entrepreneurs with providing uh, estimating services for their uh, projects in, in developing not only estimating for those large projects, but creating an a customized estimating tool for the smaller projects um, so that they can 
get those bids in as quickly as possible. Uh, sustainable Options for Urban Living has helped us with project management tools and uh, helping our entrepreneurs to keep track of everything that goes on on a project um, so that they're more organized and things happen in a more succinct man uh, manner. And together with the funds help, uh, we have been able to establish this infrastructure of uh, back office services. And by back office, we are referring to things like estimating, accounting, um, and the project management tools that were put in place. And as an example, two of our entrepreneurs were really able to take advantage of the tools that we put in front of them, even during the pandemic. Um, Melissa Chenway of Chenway uh, Enterprises is a green cleaning specialist, and she was able to uh, do her due diligence and, and prepare for receiving uh, additional grant funds that helped boost her business and helped her uh, be in a position to hire additional people. And Melvin Henley of PAC Leaders uh, was also experiencing company growth, even in the midst of uh, everything that, that happened last year. And through Lightbulb, he's been able to implement those tools and has been accepted into uh, the, a, a utility service provider network and is strongly positioned uh, to complete energy efficiency projects. And that is an expansion of his normal offerings. Uh, so by Elevate and, and the team being in a position to assist our uh, entrepreneurs, we've seen uh, some significant growth with them and, and that excites all of us. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I just wanna remind um, those of you that are listening today that you know the rich information that we're sharing, you can go to our website, equitablebizgrowth.org and really read about some of this information here and find out more about uh, the partnerships that are supported through the fund. And now I'd like to talk a little bit about really the tremendous impacts of COVID-19 on businesses and business startups, um, you know, nationally and even with here in Chicago on businesses of color. The National Bureau of Economic Research, you know, using Census Bureau data reported that 3.3 million businesses were forced to shut down their doors, um, you know, given COVID-19. And among these businesses, Black-owned enterprises were the most impacted. This is certainly something that we know both not only statistically, but anecdotally as we drive down our commercial corridors and we see the impacts on Black and Brown businesses across um, our very own city and our neighborhood streets here. During this time, more than 40% of minority-owned businesses added new services in comparison to 27% of all small businesses. Businesses of color, although have been drastically impacted by COVID-19, are actually innovating in a very difficult moment and really pushing past a hardship and adding new services. The fund is, again, positioned to come alongside those businesses, provide the supports and resources that they need to continue to not only endure, but to be resilient in such a time as this. Now I'd like to turn it back to you, Constance, to get your perspective on this. For me, prior to joining the Greater Chatham um, initiative, I did not know how important it was to have a banking relationship, you know, and once that PPP um, the very first round set in, 
we not only realized that, but we were smack dead in the face with, you know, um, if you basically uh, did not have that, you were not going to get those funds. Um, as well as, you know, uh, the major part of social media and really being in touch with your uh, guests or your customers, uh, that was something huge, you know, uh, for us as well. But I would have to say, though, the main thing for me was having that banking relationship and also, you know, knowing how to manage how to manage your uh, back of the house uh, funds and uh, how to stretch a dollar a lot more, you know, and um, especially during COVID. So that was ex extremely major for us. Oh, that's that's just terrific. It's that's good to hear and really consistent with what we as investors and business partners doing this work have heard consistently across the board is that, you know, um, the pandemic and the arrival of COVID-19 and the need for um, relief funds was kind of like the great awakening for many business owners throughout the country. For those that are listening and maybe just joined us, just want to remind you all or let you know that, you know, we're here with Constance today, the owner of Five Loaves Eatery, the space in Chatham. And, um, you know, her business was really a part of the Food Lab Chicago um, project, a part of the Fund for Equitable Business Growth. And that project is actually led by Greater Chatham Initiative and is a partnership between Food Lab Detroit, AEO, Association for Enterprise Opportunity, and South Shore Chamber of Commerce. We're so glad to say that this project and this partnership is actually funded a second year now um, as the fund continues to grow. I'd like to kind of also ask you, a part of the fund's goal is to grow, right? So we want to grow not in just the capability to support more businesses and more business servicing organizations, but we'd also like to grow in how we invest the money, right? There's other strategies that might be worth us um, thinking about, right? What would you say are maybe just some, some key advice points that you have for, for us investors that are thinking about what to do better and where to go deeper? What, what do you think this fund can maybe do next from your perspective? Food Lab, uh, we had a lot of plans to, to uh, do some major, major things, you know, as far as the businesses kind of grouping basically uh, together and having buying power. Unfortunately, uh, we did not get to that point just yet, but I'm hoping to see that, you know, um, in the future, because I think that that is extremely important is that, you know, we as business owners, that we join together and we start really, really holding other companies and everything um, accountable, um, that the black dollar does count and that the buying power is there and that it's strong. And then, you know, also just in uh, being owners of our own properties in our community. Like for instance, there's a property that sits across King Drive that has been empty for a very, very long time. And I know that that property is owned by a bank. You know, just us moving forward with buying these empty lots and these boarded up buildings as a whole so that these businesses, we can move forward to let these younger people come in and actually learn from, from start to finish how to open a business, how to run a business, 
you know, Five Lows was built kind of like on me having knowledge of managing, but not necessarily of being a business owner. Basically, prior to me actually owning Five Lows, you know, um, I had managed restaurants for over 15, 20 years. However, owning and and uh, running a business are two different things. And I, I have to say, you know, starting out, it was so many hiccups. And even now, I mean, even though it's better, because now, you know, um, I have Food Lab to actually call and ask, ask questions that I can actually get answers from instead of running all the way around and everything like that. But it's still that just, just as a whole, I wish that, you know, possibly, you know, uh, down the line that we're able to come together and to start showing the young, the young people coming on board to own businesses, to come into these areas that are less fortunate and things like that. And to really, really start them off on a strong note and to have properties owned by people that look like them. I hear you saying that there is really opportunity for investors doing this work to think about the um, structural system by which these businesses sit within, right? There's opportunities to actually find ways to continue to build community wealth. So what I mean by that is, you know, as you were talking, it just really is highlighted for me that we're not talking about just you and just your business and your own personal um, wealth building. We're also talking about the community at large, bringing up the asset of land and how do we leverage this land? First of all, how do we ascertain ownership of it? Because it's in our community, right? And we are business owners and we care not just about our own payroll and checkbooks. We actually care about this entire block and we care about this entire community. The second piece I also hear you talking about is legacy planning. How do we actually set up the businesses to be able to pass along all the learnings and the legacy of what you have gained to that next generation, right? So the young folks that are there and, you know, we're moving now more into an economy where entrepreneurship is just really becoming a central focal point. It's no longer about getting your degree so that you can go work at a company or someone else's business. It's more about how do you actually think of yourself as an entrepreneur? And if you're not going to maybe quote unquote own a company, like you said, or maybe you will manage more of the business within a company, how can you even think of yourself as an intrapreneur investing in legacy, right? And passing on that knowledge, passing on those systems to the next generation. Give us a little commercial about, you know, where five loaves is going next. You know, is it going on to 10 loaves? We don't know. So you let us know what's going on. And also we'd love to know about your goals, right? But also let the listeners know, how can we, you know, get food? You know, many of us are now thinking about takeout more than ever before. So feel free to give us a little plug about how we can come in and patronize your business. So once again, uh, Five Loaves is located at 405 East 75th Street, uh, two doors down from King Drive. So right now we are all takeout still because we are a small, no, let me say quaint, a, a quaint uh, restaurant uh, that normally seats about 24 people. However, due to the COVID and things like that, basically we can only let nine people in. <laughs> so so, um, so right now we are takeout. Uh, we are on all of the platforms that you can basically think about, you know, uh, Uber Eats, Chow Now, Grubhub, all of those type of things. That has actually kept us in business. And I thank once again, Food Lab for guiding us through that. 
because the sales had plummeted prior to that and we were not on any type of platform prior to COVID. Yeah, Food Lab actually guided us through uh, doing that. So thank you very much for that as well. As far as the future, Five Loaves uh, has been sitting on 75th Street for 15 years now. We've gone through quite a lot. Uh, we've had fires. We've had copper wire stolen. It seems like every year there was something going on there. So we are praying and hoping that, you know, for 2021, that we're able to really stand on our two feet and to have some Five Loaves babies, basically. <laughs> Which means that, you know, we uh, want to see Five Loaves grow, but especially over in the Chatham area. Our community deserves it just like any other does. My goal has always been to, you know, to really give our uh, neighborhood and our neighbors the same type of um, amenities that other neighborhoods kind of take for granted, that we need those same type of, you know, visual things that make you feel good about coming home and make you feel good about, you know, telling someone to, hey, meet me for lunch, meet me for breakfast. We need those same type of things. I uh, think that, you know, breaking bread heals a lot of things. Um, it uh, starts up a lot of conversations. And I think that those type of things will change a entire community. Thank you so much, Constance. My very best to your business as you continue to grow throughout the year and um, just excited for what's to come. Thank you. Drawing upon the successes that we've experienced with the fund, you know, really just only a, a year and a half later. I mean, now we have upwards of 20 partnerships coming together to support entrepreneurs of color here in Chicago and now even throughout Chicago, throughout Cook County, excuse me. And those partnerships alone you know, we're counting the, the leads of the partnerships, but really they represent over 50 organizations coming together. So there's a lot that we've seen here as success and, and have gleaned from the stories that you just shared here today with us. What I like to really focus on is where the fund is going next. So as the investors come together and, and really just absorb this success and think about what more can we do to support entrepreneurs of color with the tools and resources they need for right now in this very distinct and unique time, you know, we really think about, you know, furthering down investment in ecosystem development. Next Street has published a report on the equity capital gap for entrepreneurs of color. There is just more opportunity, right, to support an innovation pool of equity or debt-based capital that is right size for our entrepreneurs. And so we're looking at unique capital products and partnerships that are doing that. And there is no lack of solutions and ideas around this. We're also looking at how do we support inclusive business practice models, right? So, you know, Ia, this is where I wanna kind of punt it back to you. You really bring up a very special point. One is which is that back office support is very critical. Infrastructure is critical, not just to one business, but several businesses at once can actually benefit from a very robust system of back office support. A part of that we also think is there's opportunity to integrate, you know, business practice models that honor, you know, workers' rights, right? Honor 
opportunity for living wage and above living wage, right? What are some what are some goals, right, that Elevate Energy has within this light bulb project to see some of the things that I mentioned kind of propelled? What are some goals that that might actually be similar or even maybe different that we should learn about today as other investors might be listening to this and thinking about where they might be able to um, partner with us? Thank you, Chandra. That's a great question. Um, I think some of our main goals at Elevate include this clean energy economy and the equity within that. Um, and by that, we mean uh, the, the economy that is generated by not only um, the basic technology, but the technology of energy efficiency in buildings and, and in homes of uh, solar as this begins to unfold uh, and we move into the future. I think what we would like to see with our entrepreneurs is that they grow within this economy and the trained workforce that is uh, currently being trained in solar and um, HVAC systems and, and all of the new technology that is ever evolving that those entrepreneurs are growing as well and being trained as well. So that uh, at the end of the day, the entrepreneurs that are working and living in those communities uh, that are uh, typically underserved can hire other community members to work for them. Uh, the other encouragement that we are uh, sincerely hoping comes from this project is that trained workers get that spark for uh, wanting to become entrepreneurs and hire either their classmates or those that come behind them. Uh, so this ecosystem working together where um, we have a, an each one teach one kind of model and that no one is left behind, I think is uh, definitely on the forefront for our thinking and our goals uh, at Elevate. Thank you so much, Ia. And when you talk about that, what comes up for me is just this whole notion of equity, right? And we've been using that term quite a bit in society recently, which is really great. We all know on this call that that can mean one of two things, uh, financial equity, right? Or really social equity as well. And and I would just suggest to everyone listening that we mean it in both ways. We, we would like to see you know, as Mambu said earlier, that all the fish that come up on shore have um, equal chance, right, of accessing the resources that they need. Having said that, um, I do want to kind of just draw our attention back to some statistics that I think many of us know here. But um, again, these are the statistics you can find on our website. And these are the things that really just continue to compel us to do the work that we're doing. So, you know, they say that small businesses in Inglewood, 94% of which are Black, are operating with less than a week of cash reserves in their deposit accounts compared to 17 days for small businesses in Buena Park. And, um, you know, for those of you that may not know the Chicagoland real estate uh, landscape as much, Buena Park is in Uptown, and that represents about 54% of the population up there is white. So we're really talking about, the, you know, a three times difference in cash uh, liquidity. And 
those types of stats, again, really compel us to do the type of work that we're doing, opening up doors for um, equity in every sense. One of the things that we have been very appreciative of with JP Morgan's uh, partnership is the expertise, uh, quite frankly, that the bank brings to this particular fund in terms of understanding market analysis and where businesses are growing and industries are gaining traction and growth opportunities. Mimbu, if you could just spend a little time talking to us about the goals that the bank has around that, advancing um, equity in every sense, actually, and what that means for the work done here in the fund. Thank you, Chandra. So for us, it, it, it starts with our approach. And it's, it's really with this question, how do we design solutions with the entrepreneur at the center? One, I think our goal is to begin taking a, a deeper user-centered or, or, or human-centered approach to helping small businesses. It's from that lens we can start deconstructing our understanding of the barriers and then start looking at the possible solutions. Um, that looks like building the connective tissue in this ecosystem. One, how BSOs, how business support organizations partner with each other, how business support organizations partner with capital providers. And I, I think most importantly for us, uh, changing the role of, of funders for so long, philanthropy has existed outside of the problem or outside of the challenges. And we're creating collaborative vehicles or, or, or collaborative opportunities that embed us alongside service providers and entrepreneurs to design together. The Fund for Equitable Business Growth is one example of that. Another is the Inclusive Growth Coalition um, which is a body of, of funders, business support organizations, entrepreneurs, all coming together to think about uh, what are those solutions that we need in Chicago and how can we design together and create together. Another goal uh, to get a little bit more tactical is looking at, looking at how we can cultivate the capital landscape so entrepreneurs are able to access capital. We still have that challenge. We're exploring how we can increase flexible capital options. In addition to debt financing, uh, we're exploring new models and ideas, for example, revenue-based financing models. Uh, we're taking a deeper look at the role equity plays in the market, um, e equity as a, as a, as a financing uh, model, and, and helping entrepreneurs navigate the small business ecosystem. The, the last thing I want to want to highlight to, to answer your question, Chandra, is that for us, we are asking ourselves, how are we being truly inclusive? Um, there are small business support organizations doing really great work in our local neighborhoods. Many of them may not have access to the fancy grant writers or uh, have large budgets, but they're doing meaningful work. How do we make sure we're not just focusing on the usual suspects? So it, it's, it's instruments or, or, or opportunities like the Fund for Equitable Business Growth that's, that allows us to go a little bit deeper um, and granular into, into who's doing great work in communities and how we can support them. I think that's one of the things that's been really special about the fund. Um, you're seeing an array of business support organizations that are deeply embedded in and with community, and they're receiving support. They're enhancing 
their service delivery through these partnerships. And, and, and that's one way equity looks for, for us. That's a beautiful, uh, you know, just description of that. I, it really actually reminds me of, um, just to kind of throw out another analogy as we begin to kind of come to a close today, of this kind of view of a food bazaar. You know, a, a food bazaar supermarket is really kind of that unique shopping experience that offers customers just a plethora of options, right? But I think really it's not just about going to this bazaar, this space to get the resources you need and to go home. It's actually about the process, the adventure, right? The adventure of um, getting a different sense for different types of products from different types of providers. And I think that if we want anything, you know, to be taken away from today's conversation, we want listeners, whoever you are, we want you to know that really this is truly about the process and the beauty of collaboration, right? And and meeting the needs in a very unique marketplace. Because as Mambu said, and, and Ia has said today, that there are unique needs, talents, and assets in each of the locales and communities that we're touching and they're represented by each of the stakeholders. Having said that, Ia would like to really have you kind of close us out today and talk to us a little bit about Elevate Energy's experience and your partner's experience in this learning cohort. One of the aspects of the fund is that it is not just a grant, um, you know, set up to support partnerships, but we also pull the partnerships together throughout the year in a learning cohort, in a community of practice. Talk to us about your experience with this practice and what it meant to you last year and what you're hoping that it means to you this year in your work. Well, certainly. Um, I would say that one noticeable highlight for Ele Elevate has been the encouragement by the fund to collaborate with other organizations. That's what's in our DNA. That's what Elevate uh, typically uh, tries to do in each and every uh, effort uh, that we put forth. So the encouragement for this collaboration um, was very exciting to us. And the overall willingness of the other cohort participants to work together and provide additional serve, uh, uh, additional uh, services for all of the participants, no matter what uh, particular group they were in. And we look forward to uh, continuing the collaborative efforts and the ability to refer our own participants to receive those additional and complementary services uh, to help their businesses grow. Uh, one thing that I noticed in uh, one of our first convening meetings last year was that there was um, this sense of community among all of uh, the partners uh, that were uh, participating in this. And there wasn't the uh, typical comp uh, competition and competitiveness that occurs in, in these situations sometimes. Um, so I, I believed at that point, and I still believe to this day, that that's what is needed in order to move our entrepreneurs and the individuals in the communities that we serve uh, forward and creating that equitable um, field of, of play for all of us. Thank you so much, Ia. Well, you know, everyone, this has been such a, a special time to learn more about the Fund for Equitable Business Growth. And, you know, let's not make any mistakes here. 
the collaboration, partnering, the supporting of the businesses, the businesses doing amazing work, offering our communities amazing products and services every day. That all could not be possible if it were not for the willing hearts and minds that we have on this call and the institutions that you all represent here and many of you who are listening represent. So we want to just get, give out a, a heartfelt thank you to each of you that have really joined us in this journey of collective impact. And we really look forward to what is to come.